For whatever reason, they're allowing me to say, this is the Doctor Who podcast, and you are most welcome. a bonus Doctor Who podcast. That took you by surprise, didn't it? Well, it kind of took Michelle and Phil by surprise as well. <laughs> so hello both. How are you? Wonderful. Oh, fine, thank you. Yes, fine, thank you. Winding down after Christmas. It is the 28th of December, Monday the 28th of December as we record this. Yes. We have absolutely nothing planned at all. We just felt that we just wanted to come back and have, well, we can call it a geek out. That actually adds an air of formality and it makes us makes you think, dear listener, we have some structure. Um, actually, we don't. We've got nothing on the agenda <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> but we didn't want to let 2020 go without saying something. I think truth be told is that we had so much fun with the Christmas episode that we thought, you know what, we should talk more often. And so... New, New Year's resolution before New Year's. Here we are fulfilling it already. Tick. What, more Doctor Who podcasts? No, more chatting. Oh, sorry. Well, right. I get, okay, which well, equates to more Doctor Who podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, it can do, certainly. It can do. So, um, Michelle, how was uh, how was your Christmas? I, I mean, you sent me a message on Christmas Day with a nice picture of, uh, of, of a white Christmas almost. <laughs> Uh, Tennessee is not perhaps, especially Southern Tennessee is not perhaps known for white Christmases, but it, it gave a really good try this year. We had a very slight dusting, a few flakes fell Christmas Eve, and we woke up to a, a skiff of something that, um, I guess is what passes for snow here. Now, having lived in Colorado for 12 years, um, I, <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a little bit different from the feet of snow we usually had there, but it was, it was a treat. It was a little treat. Very chilly Christmas. So in terms of, uh, let, let's try and make a Doctor Who comparison, we're not talking the abominable snowman here. We're talking about um, Do you know the runaway, right, we're runaway talking bride. About the runaway bride, <laughs> which was filmed in the middle of summer. All the Christmas episodes where they try and somehow work in a tiny bit of snow right at the very end. Uh, at least it wasn't a disintegrating <laughs> Christmas star or something. <laughs> but it was a treat. How about you, Phil? South of the Thames, uh, I take it you didn't have a white Christmas? No, we certainly didn't. Um, we had a nice cold Christmas. I think it's the first time we've had that for many a year because I think in in recent years it's been rather uh, mild and uh, wet. So it's actually nice to wake up to a, to a not a, not a frosty morning, but a, a nice crisp, clear Christmas morning. It made a, a nice change. It, it feels reassuringly British that the weather is uncomfortably cold uh, in order to give us a bit of a seasonal buzz. Exactly, know? yeah. <laughs> so, so did you get it? Did you get any good Doctor Who gifts? Yes. Uh, well, I mean, most Doctor Who gifts are good, even the bad ones, as far as I'm concerned, because the alternative for me is my family and friends trying to buy me surprises, which <laughs> never, ever goes well. Um, but yes, you've made me you made me think now. Um, I got The Evil of the Daleks on vinyl, which I was very pleased Ooh. with. The only problem is, of course, is that when you put a vinyl on, you can't just press pause when you need to get up or someone comes in and makes a noise and you want to, you know, re-listen to a, 
a track or a, a couple of minutes. So uh, I now need to wait for my family to leave the house for hours um, <laughs> before I can really enjoy it. How about you? Did you did you get anything TARDIS related? Or not not direct garlics? not directly. Um, I do have to admit that a few weeks before Christmas, I had to ask my husband why there was a four hundred dollar charge on our credit card. See, I, I do the <laughs> I do the reconciling in our family, and I was worried about fraud. And he very sheepishly said, "Oh, oops, <laughs> um, that was supposed to be." A Christmas gift for you, and so I spent three weeks trying to figure out what they had spent, and I couldn't think of anything we needed to spend four hundred dollars on. Certainly this Christmas, but um, a one-to-one size replica doll. <laughs> right? No, no. I was afraid he had gotten me a stand-up bass or something. Um, oh. But um, no, it, the, it, it's only tangentially related to Doctor Who. But it was a new phone, which I really did need, and um, uh, and but the, the reason it's related to Doctor Who is that it's now that much easier to get to all my. Big Finish. I was telling you before we started uh, recording, I finally re- I downloaded the Big Finish app. And um, so I now have, mm. I'm, I'm back to the modern age in terms of a, a high quality, <laughs> fast functioning phone. So the, the, the Big Finish app is brilliant, I have to say. Um, and, I mean, I think it must be, I'm probably going to get this wrong, but probably six years old now. So several updates have taken place and lots of improvements um, on the early versions have been um, have been made, but I I have to admit any kind of physical media, so the discs, in other words, uh, the big finish issue, oh stopped in certainly this this household uh, probably about the same time. There was a small overlap where I bought the CDs, put them away, and then listened to the digital version. But of course, all you end up doing is is collecting the CDs. You know, and you never unwrap them. Um, and I've started doing that with the season box sets. And I know Phil does as well. You know, he unwraps um, a box set nine months after it arrives, by which point it's reduced in price on Amazon by about 50%. <laughs> so it kind of, you know, you satisfy that um, obsessive completionist gene that all Doctor Who fans have. But in practical and financial terms, it's a bit of a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know what? I got absolutely, for the first time that I can remember, I had no Doctor Who related Aww. Christmas gifts this year. Oh, I'm so sorry. How are you? Are you doing all right? It's all right. I'll get over it. It's okay. I've just got something <laughs> did, in my eye. That's right. Did you get any gift cards or cash that can be spent towards Doctor Because that's what I do now. Nobody buys me Doctor Who stuff, but any money I get. <laughs> well, do you know what? I, th- I think it's my, my, um, my childish impatience now, because if anything Doctor Who comes out, I'm there immediately. I can't wait for Christmases or birthdays or anything. I I, no, I, I must yeah. have it. Yeah, that's, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah that's... Well, hence the reason I refer to that obsessive completionist gene. You know, it really does <laughs> cause practical issues because it completely screws Christmas in terms of presents when people think, "Oh, that's okay. I'll just get them something Doctor Who related." But I I don't recall the last birthday or Christmas when I didn't get something related to. To Doctor Who, Phil. So I, you know, I think I would feel bereft, and I feel compelled to send you some Dalek socks that I, I <laughs> haven't worn since last year when they were given to Used Dalek socks. How's that? Wow. That that's he's he really cares, Phil. He really cares. <laughs> well, I, I think my my son has really sort of picked up where where I left off because he was the one who got some some kind of Doctor related. Uh, presents this year he got uh, the, the ubiquitous Doctor Who annual and he got a nice TARDIS duvet cover as well so from, he's from, um, 
Do you know what? No, it's from from his aunt. And did, his okay, aunt. did did his aunt, so either your sister or sister in law, ask what <laughs> what they should yes. get? Right. Yes. And did they ask yes. you? And did you say a TARDIS duvet? Um, pretty much, yeah, because there's two things he's into: Doctor Who and Minecraft. I think someone else. I knew someone else already got him a Minecraft um, something bed related as well. So, I thought, okay, Doctor Who it is then. Oh, well, so, there you are. So you're still living life vicariously through your children, even though you didn't get any <laughs> with TARDISes on it. Or, yeah, nothing like that at all. That's it. That's it. <laughs> well, t- talking of Doctor Who at Christmas, um, and I know it's a, a source of contention, or certainly has been for the last couple of years, that we no longer have a Christmas special. Because, of course, just three, four years ago, we would have been already uh, publishing our review of this Christmas special, but yes. um, we have another few days to wait before we now have our New Year uh, special, as I suppose we uh, we should call it. And um, this is the first time the special episode is going to be available in 4K. So uh, again, they kind of missed this by about 12 months because if they'd have done it last year, they could have said, you know, 4K resolution. <laughs> Whereas <Yeah. laughs> now 4K revolution doesn't really work quite as well. Uh, but um, I'm, um, we're going to go into um, pre-publicity territory, not spoilers, because spoilers implies that we know something. We're deliberately going to mess the story up. Uh, all three of us are completely ignorant on that front. Uh, we've seen what the BBC have put out there, but what um, what what are your thoughts on the on the trailer or expectations? I have zero expectations. Um, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to keep an open mind um, on this. Actually, I think the um, I think the thing for me, what what's taken my sort of taken over my my sort of sci-fi affections this year has been the Mandalorian. So I've been more <laughs> more hyped up about that than I have been about do- the, this upcoming. I think they've referred to it now as a festive special, uh, the BBC. I think it's like a, 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 a catch-all description in case they do decide to put it on at Christmas mm. uh, one particular year. So, um, But I must admit, I do miss watching, after all those years of having a Christmas special on Christmas Day, um, I do miss it now, actually. I do feel that New Year's Day, it's one heck of a wait. It doesn't feel right to me. It really doesn't. It, it, it's another seven days, but uh, in a show about time travel, that can feel like a lifetime. I I, I agree. But uh, uh, Michelle, um, have, have you seen the BBC One trailer yet? Yeah, I've seen the uh, like the one minute trailer, and then there's another one yeah. that came out about the um, uh, the defense drones. Have you seen the? Oh, which I've no, I oh, haven't seen that uh, one. It's, no, it's like no, a no. thirty minute. It's an ad. It's a as if you were being sold on the new defense drones, and it's it's nice and sleek and shiny and and. Kind of well done. Um, so yeah, I have seen them. I um, this doesn't bode well for uh, talking about it in a podcast. I don't spend a lot of time pre-thinking these either. A little bit like Phil, I kind of wait and experience them when they come. But I I, I did give it a little thought since I knew we were going to talk about it. Um, there are things I'm looking forward to, which is basically seeing the Doctor again and her companions. I'm looking forward to having Jack. Uh, interact a little bit more and getting Mm. hopefully I assume he'll get to actually interact with the doctor in person I'm looking forward to that Um, Mm. I am curious about the prison that the doctor finds herself in she seems awfully down so I hope that doesn't last too long I'm less excited about her being separated from the companions because part of the joy I get is watching the doctor and the companions interact together so 
Again, I hope that doesn't last the whole episode. Not real thrilled about the return of Jack Robertson. Oh, um, Chris North. Yeah. I mean, Chris North yeah. is fine. It's not, not nothing against Chris North. I just mm. never cared much for that. I mean, that character, I could kind of take or leave, but mostly leave. Some stuff to look <laughs> forward to. If I had to guess, I suspect that like many of the Chris Chibnall e- episodes, I will enjoy this. But probably, you know, if it's par for the course, then it'll be an enjoyable, solid episode, but maybe not a knock it out of the park episode. Well, I, I don't think we've had one, not even Fugitive and a Jadoon, where everything was turned on its head. Uh, I mean, the novelty of that episode was the fact that it really did go back and mess with uh, established continuity set up years and years <laughs> uh, prior to transmission. Um, I, I would very much like to see an episode that knocks it out of the park, to use your terminology, in its own right. And uh, we'll, we'll have to see whether or not this one is uh, is is going to be the episode it, it's got quite good reviews so clearly media have seen this early and i've mm. seen two or three different reports so spoiler free previews they call yeah, it and I, 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 yeah and I, <laughs> spoiler free is always concerning because spoiler thresholds always vary for um for the individual viewer um however there seems to be a theme to say this is a good episode just to pick up on what you said, Michelle, earlier, I, I would certainly agree um, that the character, whose name I completely forgotten, you said Jack Robinson. Robertson. I was about Robertson, to, yeah. yeah, Robertson. Sorry, I was about to correct you and say, no, no, Harkness, Michelle, Harkness. <laughs> and, uh, of course, you, you mean this character who is in Arachnids in the UK. Look, looking forward um, to Jack Harkness, not so much looking forward to Jack Robertson. No, no, absolutely. I, I have to say, I would have said that character wasn't crying out for... A, a return uh, but then again no character within this particular era stands out um, as, as someone who would warrant a return uh, I mean even again I've forgotten the name of the villain now but uh, in Whitaker's first season you had the tooth guy you know um, <laughs> I can't Tim remember Shaw. yeah Tim Shaw that was it yeah <laughs> you know and at the end of the series you just think oh oh he's back wow you know how how underwhelmed can I be and, and I kind of felt like that as well about Chris North's character but we'll um we'll see um in terms of the story I got a bit of a power vibe and a victory of the Daleks vibe, you know, Daleks oh, yeah, seem to yeah, be performing yeah. service again, yeah. you know, and I, and I appreciate there's only so much you can do with Daleks, but um, yeah, let's, let's wait and see. Uh, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, which um, I would describe your tone um, as mm. Michelle, as, uh, as well, whereas Phil is just pessimistic as usual, I think. <laughs> I didn't hear that. I heard him say, you know, he'll take it as a I heard him say, I'm, I'm so looking forward to it, but Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, I know. It's, um... it's 1977 all over again. <laughs> I think that, that's the thing. I think that one thing I sort of, as sort of ramped up, I think, because nobody's got, nobody's, you know, because of the situation in the world at the moment, people have, um, got a lot of time on their hands. So they seem to sort of direct it towards things like Doctor Who or Star Wars or Star Trek. And yeah, and it just seems to be, and this has been the way for a, a good many years anyway, well, the conclusion I've reached that no one is ever truly happy with what they're given at all. <laughs> Never. 
if they sort of like, oh, I missed the Daleks this year, so they bring the Daleks back. Oh, why do I have to bring the Daleks back? Why can't I think of something new? It's the same with Star Wars as well. They say, oh, great, Luke Skywalker's back. And the next breath, the same person is saying, oh, why can't I think of any new characters? It's, <laughs> come on, you know. Or, something... or you could say, it's Christmas, but I didn't get anything Doctor Who related in terms of presents. <laughs> <laughs> thing that's irked a lot of people this time is is the Dalek redesign. Um, All which, right. In what sense? Well, people seem to hate it, hmm. actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they, they really don't like it. Um, I think people just thought of, because it's the same design as the one from Resolution, from the, from the last special. Um, is it exactly the same? Well, and, I've, and exactly... I've heard this described as something of a sequel. Two. Yeah. 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 Because um, I think people saw that, okay, that was sort of like a, a scrap heap challenge Dalek. It, 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 was, it built itself out of what was left over um, for other bits and pieces. Uh, but now we've got this Dalek that's exactly the same design, just obviously not as rusty looking as, as the uh, as the other one. Well, and, and, I, and I assume that'll be explained in the story. I mean, I yes, think there will be a connection. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've heard exactly the same thing, Michelle. I've heard exactly the same thing. This isn't... Um, it's already sort of Christian has already gone on record saying the old style Daleks, the bronze and gold ones, haven't been consigned to the dustbin of Doctor Who. So, um, and plus the fact if you look in the trailer, you will see a Dalek saucer. Oh, really? Yes. So, which makes me think there's some kind of. Oh, okay. This is um, not not no. It's not. But this is me trying to guess what it's going to be about. I think it's going. To, I think this is going to be some kind of Dalek civil war. Hmm. Another one. Yeah, another one. <laughs> Yes. Right. Okay. That would be Another good. one. That would be good. Uh, when was yeah. the last one? Then I suppose that would have been McCoy's story, which was Remembrance, wasn't it? Yes. Something beginning with R. Yes. <laughs> Remembrance, Revelation, Resurrection, wherever it was. Yeah. Well, the Daleks are always bickering, uh, and, and they're, they're always involved in a war of some kind. Um, yeah. The, the design itself doesn't really bother me. Um, I, you know, it's 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 just a degree of neurosis on on the individual fans part i mean you you take a yeah. look at the teletubby daleks or whatever they mm. ended up being skittles, officially skittles that was it yes in, uh, in victory of the daleks you know that suddenly became absolute sacrilege and uh, and then they went back to essentially uh, a slightly polished version of what we were used to and didn't change again until last year when obviously the story required the Dalek to look very different to, to, to normal. Mm. I, I don't really mind. Daleks are Daleks at the end of the day. Uh, story is always number one. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wonder, you know, you can figure that the Dalek from Resolution looked that way because of those were the only parts it could find. Or they made a really big deal about that being a reconnaissance Dalek, a particular... Oh, that's true. A partic- that's I, yeah, I actually I I watched it last night, um, Resolution, to bring me up to speed but and you know my homework homework thing um (laughs) so i wonder if that was intended to be that kind of dalek and that what we are seeing now are those kinds of dalek looking a little better although i really get the feeling my again my not spoiling but speculation is that you know somehow the people of earth either saw that dalek had recordings of the dalek thought well gee that would be a great thing if we could build one of those and harness the capabilities for defense because well, i mean yeah, yeah and, and because and you really get that when you watch the the little 30 minute commercial 
uh, for the defense drones. It is very, it is so much like Victory of the Daleks with with them. I, I, I am, yeah. I am going to ask yeah. you because I'm pretty certain you made a mistake, but you said it twice now. Uh, Thirty minutes. Thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. I was going to say that would be one hell of an effort. <laughs> well, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> well, like an Thank you for the correction. Uh, time. You know, it's 2020, and time is not <laughs> linear anymore. Um, <laughs> thirty seconds feels like thirty minutes nowadays. So, uh, no, yeah, no, it's a thirty-second trailer. Um, but no, it is the dialogue, the way that they are promoted, is so like Victory of the Daleks. I, I think it, uh, Michelle's onto something there about the you know they they've picked up um, some sort of footage online and recreated reconnaissance Daleks. I think this is where your the Jack Robertson character comes back in. Yeah, it makes um, sense, doesn't it? Certainly, I think he's the uh, he's the architect of this. I think he's just sold uh, some. He's won some sort of defence contracts with the UK government. Well, and isn't that <sighs> wasn't that part yeah. of the remit of Torchwood was to acquire alien technology and repurpose it for human use? That's true, and that yes. might be the Jack Link. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Who yeah. who knows? I think actually, listeners, you don't really need to watch this anymore because we've just summarised <laughs> the plot for you. <laughs> Uh, without having any knowledge of the story whatsoever. But uh, it will be interesting, won't it, when we get round to recording our review, if it turns yes. out that actually this is it. This is it. I oh, know. I oh, know. <laughs> be quite, you, be quite I, funny. I, I was going to say, do, do you feel that the, you know, okay, we, we've got, uh, people can be complaining, oh, another Dalek story. Um, do you feel that the Daleks still have the same impact as they used? They're trying to do different things with them now. We got Last time we had the reconnaissance Dalek, now we've got this other sort of spin on that um, as well. I think James you- I think James hit it on the head earlier. It depends on the story. I don't think with the Daleks or much of any other monster uh, villain that, that sheer numbers or sheer spectacle is the answer, mm. is going to solve poor storytelling. Um, and I, I get, with Daleks and Cybermen, I, I don't care for the tendency to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger um, or more multitudinous, but I think it's the story. You can have one Dalek and a fantastic story, or you can have 400 Daleks and a fantastic story, or you can have the opposite. Yeah. So, uh, Yeah, that is, that is pretty much exactly how I feel. It, it really is all about how good the idea behind the episode is. And, and, and I would have to say that Chibnall has consistently had ideas that don't resonate with me over the last couple of years and therefore he has gone for spectacle or shock value uh, to make his uh, his mark rather than just rely on his um, what I would describe as substandard storytelling skills but <laughs> you know we'll we'll see we'll see I mean I, I do wait for a really blinding episode where I can come on and, and just say how good it is but at this moment in time uh, this era of Doctor Who is um, is by far and away my least favourite. We've got season eight of the classic series coming out as well. And of course, if if we're looking at Panto and uh, Spectacle, uh, then I think season eight, um, which is John Pertwee's second season, is is full of it. Um, And I am very, very much looking forward to that, given that the Blu-ray release was announced days after we recorded our Christmas episodes. Of course, couldn't discuss that. Uh, but yeah, the, but season eight in particular, Phil, I'm assuming that's um, that's hit 
your fan spot well and truly in the middle. Uh, already pre-ordered. Done. <laughs> yes. See, I can't, I can't wait for birthdays. Well, Chris, I told you, I, I have, I pre-ordered it immediately. As soon as I saw it over advertise, I was clicked. That was it. Well, done. How, how much of that is fear of it going um, or, or becoming unavailable before its release date? <laughs> well, that, that it's, it's kind of fifty-fifty because I made that mistake <laughs> on, on the very first Blu-ray release, the Tom Baker's first I season. Remember. Remind me, remind me the stories in season eight. Oh dear. Okay, um, this is like an impromptu quiz. Yes, um, yes. I, there, there are five stories because uh, they upped it from season seven, but it's still twenty-five episodes in in the series. Uh, Phil and I will now do table tennis in terms of the stories. So I will start <laughs> and say Terror of the Autons, uh, Mind of Evil, Colony in Space, uh, Claws of Exos. Definitely in that series, and then it finishes with um... it's the demons. In oh that yes, okay. that was so, it. yes, so this one has one or <laughs> one or two stories that I have yet to see. There aren't that many that I haven't seen yet, so that'll that'll be something. You know. I, I'm I'm constantly shocked when you say that, and yet I do know because you have mentioned before that there's still gaps in there, your. There, have, there um... are still a few gaps. Not many. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen the demons. I think I've read the de- some of these. I've read in Target novelizations, but haven't yet seen the actual TV shows. Well, the demons is brilliant. It, it's it's a fantastic yeah. story. Uh, it, it's one of these old stories that really does live up to its reputation. It's a brilliant story from a monster, from a doctor, from a unit, from a brigadier perspective. Everything works. It's uh, its location mm. work is fantastic as well. And um, I, I think, Michelle, if you haven't seen it, then we might ask you to hold off because we should exploit your gaps for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I, but that is one that I've read. So it's not like I don't know the story at all. But um, I don't think I've seen some of these. I get to watching the TV show and I go, oh, I did see that somewhere along the way. It must have been years and years ago. But Demons huh. and then the other one I'm not sure of. Again, I know I've read it is Claws of Axos. But I may, I may, yeah, I may get because, because I know the story. I'm just not sure I've seen the televised version. Are, are you getting the Blu-rays when they come out? Over no, um, I guess I suppose I could. I imagine one of my devices here must play Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, you're blinding me with science, uh, with your technological language and skills. One of the devices. <laughs> I, I know Brent. I know Brent actually buys the UK versions of the blu-rays now just because well i think the content is exactly the same but aesthetically speaking i think the packaging is um well it looks better although having said that mm. that's a that's a source of contention over here in fandom as well some people think that it's just cardboard and therefore clearly won't stand the test of time in the same way the regular dvd amores most do. most of um, the collection yeah. i have not gone out gone all out to get all of the dvds um on disc, but most of what I have is on DVD rather than Blu-ray. Um, sure. I do think, and I do have a, I have a region-free player that I bought along the way, but I'm not sure if that plays Blu-ray or just, uh, just the region DVDs. So I know, it. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a bit of a, <laughs> bit of a, I don't know, Neanderthal when it comes to. <laughs> oh, I think I thought you were going to say something like Luddite or something. That was but probably what I was, was going a little for. bit too far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least you've got the big finish app and you've got a phone now. Yeah, well, so I had a phone, that? but at any rate, yes. yes. <laughs> no, no, you've got a phone with which is the touchscreen rather than one that you have to like dial the numbers <laughs> with. You know? I am one of those that um, I'm not an early adopter, but I'm also perfectly capable with technology. I just don't use it until I need it. I can edit a podcast, but I don't have much of a Blu-ray connection. <laughs> <laughs>
Darling, listen, you know the twins have formed this electro-hip-hop band? Well, they're just about to Zoom us with their first demo. Never mind the Zoom. Look at this. Where did you get that? It's plastic. Yes, I, I know it's plastic, but where did you get it? As if this planet isn't polluted enough without companies manufacturing plastic flowers. Yes, but where did you get it, Cliff? Oh, there's these weird guys out there with carnival masks on. They're handing them out. I get them a piece of my mind, but would they listen? No. Joe? Joe! It's happening again. They're not selling flowers. Oh, no. Aliens? Oh, yes. Are we ever going to have a normal weekend? Phil, um, since we're talking about Blu-ray, season 23, have you got round to watching what they call the VAM on it yet? No, I haven't. Ah. Bad fan, bad fan. No, no well, not, not really. I only did last week, which is why I wanted to make a point of discussing it. But uh, ah, okay. I, I saw the Matthew Sweet interview with Bonnie Langford, which was, it's got to be the cheapest interview format ever. I mean, and I can't understand why they're doing it if they're on a threadbare budget. But my goodness, this is um, Matthew Sweet sitting on a chair that looks like it's been purloined from a church hall somewhere, sitting directly opposite Bonnie Langford against a blue screen. That is it. (laughs) That's the set. Uh, But it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Um, And actually, it doesn't really need to be visual. Uh, This this would work equally as well as a, a podcast of some kind. The interview was brilliant. I mean, not only is Matthew Sweet a gifted journalist, he's a massive Who fan as well, and he's managing to speak to Who alumni, and he's managing to either solicit brand new stories or or he's actually speaking to people who haven't given a great deal of their time in the past um, to interviewers, uh, either like us on a fan level or indeed professionally on the on, on the DVDs. And Bonnie Langford's memories were brilliant. It was really, really worth listening to. And uh, I, I, I thoroughly recommend it. And I've, I've got loads more of these features to work my way through uh, the previous Blu-ray releases as well. Yeah, I tend to sort of go for the, the, the documentary side of things on, on the on the van. So I haven't got around to watching that particular you know, getting around to everything that's on that box set. And there's one heck of a lot on there as well. Um, which yeah. is, it's one of the things I'm loving these Blu-ray releases because, okay, it's just it's just including the stuff we've already got on the DVDs, but they're actually putting so much effort into it, bringing more material in there. It's not like, like Matthew Sweet stuff or Toby Haydock might bring some stuff in there as well. Um, so I, I think they're fantastic value for money. Mm. Uh, and they don't take up so much space on your shelf either. It looks well, great. I, I think that's the real bonus for me. Um, I mean, again, in, in the UK, Michelle, Classic Who, or actually, no, not Classic Who, sorry, New Who, post-2005 Who, is dropping off of Netflix on New Year's Eve. Uh, you won't be able to watch it on Netflix at all. And, of course, well. people are up in arms over it because they have to go and either watch it on BritBox or find um yeah I, th- I think a lot of it is on prime but you have to pay for it as well yeah, or something do. like that yeah. it, it comes and goes um but of course nothing really replaces physical media and um this is the one thing i've 
I've learned now uh, is that if there is something that I am going to rewatch and I know I'm going to rewatch, then I will invest in in the Blu-ray. It, it's a real thing now, shelf space, <laughs> and uh, you know, just just having a vastly um, reduced Doctor Who shelf has done wonders for my family life as well. <laughs> I do think that there is something quite reassuring about okay i fancy watching some doctor who and then looking up at the shelf and it's like choosing a book it's mm-hmm. like, what which one shall i mm-hmm. what shall i look at next you know <laughs> um yeah I, I absolutely adore doing that i really do so i would um, how long do you spend in front of the bookshelf though phil because when i do that oh, i'm up there ages. for longer than some episodes yes i am i'm there absolutely <laughs> ages. I, that, I, I try and think but that's okay, part which, of the which fun doctor? that's part of the it joy is. It's a it's waste not, of time. I'm a busy person. Do you know what? It's not even what, what particular story I want to watch. It's what particular doctor am I in the mood for this evening? So mm. that, so it's it's like a it's a two-pronged assault on the bookshelf, really. It's kind of right, okay, which doctor, then it's which story. I can't do it, that. Phil. I can't do it anymore. I really don't have the time <laughs> because I'll never watch anything. I won't make the decision. I have to rely on other things now to prompt me to go to a particular story or era. And I'll give you an example. You've probably both noticed this. Uh, Phil, we, we talked about The Twin Dilemma a couple of episodes ago, and I've mentioned yeah. before I went and bought the book. But that was off the back of you and me having a discussion, and I started thinking about the story for the first time in ages. And then I thought, mm. do you know what? I want to revisit it. Yeah. Um, now, Ian did that with me with the Nymon novelization as well. Um, hadn't crossed my mind to read the book. I'm halfway through that now as well. Yeah. Michelle talked about the About Time series on her Desert Island Who section. I've now got volume one sitting on my desk, literally, you know, next to my computer. And that's the way I generally go back and watch these um, these stories now as well. And, you know, the Silurians, um, I, mm. I wanted to go back and watch when Jeffrey Palmer's passing uh, yeah. took place or happened a, a couple of months or so ago and that led me to watch uh, the kipper and the corpse after discussing his appearance <laughs> in 40 towers uh, with you phil and, and so i don't seem to have a problem now where i sit there and think i fancy a doctor who what era do i want to visit and there's always something that prompts me to think about a story and the next one on my list and i will say this because it's probably going to be relevant for the dwp okay brent and Drew had a discussion, they probably weren't even aware of it, it wasn't very memorable anyway, on the last episode about the web planet, (laughs) where Brent said it was terrible, and Drew said it was actually the Hartnell version of a pantomime. Now, my memory of the web planet, it's an awful story, and I, I didn't enjoy it at all. But I now have a desire to go back and rewatch it, just because of that very brief discussion that Brent and Drew had. I, I think it's one of the the, the uh, trippiest stories ever committed to to, to television, actually, from, from the Doctor Who team. It, it's it's so strange. I mean, again, it's one of those things where the the story is grander than what the budget will allow. It it really is. But do you know what 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 the hell they went ahead and did it anyway? And that's what that's what I loved about it. <laughs> I think I, I, my recollection of that is that I I liked it reasonably well given the limitations that they that they were facing um and so it's one of those you yeah. just have to suspend a little more you have to work a little harder to suspend disbelief about the visuals but um i didn't think it was all that bad a story as i recall it, it, i didn't i don't hate it the way a lot of people seem to 
Brent used the word boring, and I couldn't agree with him more. Yeah, it's probably uh, it's <laughs> probably slow. Uh, as you know, and wasn't slow. that one it with several arthritic. episodes? How many episodes are there in that? How many episodes? Six. Six. Yeah. See, that's a pro. That is a problem. <laughs> well, I I don't mind those because I'm quite happy to watch these things once a week. Uh, with Web Planet, I'll do it once a year. But it's um, you know, y- you look at the War Games. That's a ten episode story. I can sit there and literally. What's the word? Binge. Yeah, you can binge all the binge way through yeah. most most of those. And I love them. You know, I love those episodes. Uh, those individual little stories are, are, are fantastic. The web planet is like torture. Um, but it's, it is definitely the closest thing to a theatre production on a very limited budget, just on television in the 1960s. And uh, I, I think we should spend some time uh, discussing some of the black and white stories because I think that's one area... Or one era, uh, well, certainly the Hartnell era is one that we haven't really focused on at all since yeah. we brought the DWP yeah. back, and yeah. that was <laughs> that was despite Phil trying to get me to watch the Romans a little while ago, and then I forgot. Oh, <laughs> so I apologise <laughs> well, and offer you the Web Planet by compensation. Well, I am probably more like you, James, and like Phil, and how I choose what to watch. I'm not very good at just going to a shelf on a slight whim to watch Doctor Who and picking something out. There's usually, for my own viewing, I am working through a sequence of, of stories somewhere in the show, whether it's in the classic series or in the new series. Right now I'm working, re-watching some of the new series things that I only ever saw once years ago. Um, but that that's also why I have seen The Web Planet and haven't yet seen The Demons, because once upon a time I was trying to work through the show from the start, and I think I got about halfway through Patrick Troughton, uh, now, once you get to Tom Baker, I'd, I've seen almost everything up there. I've missed a few of the, uh, probably one or two Sylvester McCoy and Colin Baker episodes yet, to, stories yet to see. But but um, but that means that my gap, some of my gaps happen in the John Pertwee era, which I know you both love. Um, but at any rate, that, yeah, there's that. And then there's the, well, we're going to talk about it on the Doctor Who podcast or, or one of the other groups that I that I hang around with. And so... The things that come from random eras tend tend to be related to to conversations with other Doctor Who fans, whereas yeah. my own watching tends to be sequential at some point in the in the. Room. I can imagine that. I really can. You, you're deciding to do something in a very ordered, structured way. That's quite what I would expect. And then you get distracted <laughs> by people like me and Phil saying, "Oh, have you seen this? Have you?" Read that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, it's it, it's too <laughs> tempting not to. Yeah, and. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I do understand that. I mean, I, I think, to be honest, this podcast, if nothing else, um, it, it, it has given me another idea, you'll be pleased, for a, a further mini-series. So we will have to consider how we're going to do this. But this is basically where we go back in and fill in the gaps in Michelle's viewing. <laughs> and um, <laughs> uh, uh, w- w- Michelle, you need to think of a witty title for that little series <laughs> it, it can't just be michelle's missing canon oh how about that missing canon with phil canon. Uh, that? <laughs> that, that's something listeners that you can send in some suggestions <laughs> about perhaps the danger is that once in a while i think i haven't seen it and this happened just recently with um carnival of monsters um i thought i had only read it and so i i went into a watch of it and I realized as I watched it, no, no, I did see this. It was just a long, long time ago, maybe. I was going to say, you can't possibly forget the drashigs or dishrags, as uh, I called them when, they were <laughs> when I was small. But uh, that, that, that's another poetry story, actually, that um, stands out uh, because it's so different from the remainder of uh, John Pertwee's stories, really. And again, um, I suppose 
with Vorg, um, it, it is an almost deliberately a pantomime or um, a, a performance. But uh, as I said, you should stop mentioning episodes because I have to write them down. And I, have, I have to go and watch them. <laughs> but Card- Carnival of Monsters was one that I always enjoyed. And I did read a book of that as well, which is uh, amazing. Um, time loops, miniaturization, aliens in blue bikinis, fantastic stuff. What more can you want? Not much, really. <laughs> Michelle's just smiling, dear listener, just smiling. (laughs) Anyway, Michelle and Phil, we really ought to wrap this up or else this is going to end up being a very long podcast. I mean, I've I've got loads of things I could talk to you both about and uh, could could do so quite happily, particularly when the whole premise of this episode is that I don't need to edit it. I can just put it all together (laughs) and put it online. I I do like the idea of that very much, but um, we, um, we, we, we really ought to wrap it up, I think. But Phil... Have you got something profound to say? Um, nothing profound, but I'd just to say, everybody who's listening to us, please stay safe, look after yourselves, and we'll see you in the new year. Yes, thank you so much for sharing this strange journey that has been 2020 with us. Uh, it is a pleasure to be a part of the podcast. It is a pleasure to hear your thoughts and comments. Feel free to send them in, please. Please, please, please. Uh, and everybody have... Have a much, much, much better 2021. How can I add to that? I think I probably won't try, other than to say join us for the next episode when we'll be reviewing Revolution. Very much looking forward to that in a few days' time. Michelle, Phil, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for joining me, and thanks for joining us listeners throughout 2020. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye. Phil, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for joining me and thanks for joining us listeners throughout 2020. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye. Say goodbye, Michelle. Bye. No, a bit more than that. <laughs> Bye. See, now I can't. enthusiastic. <laughs> Farewell. That not that sounds dire. Oh, this is yep, awful, James. Again. That's that's final. That's really final. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. I've got, I promise you I won't keep this in. <clears throat> yeah, right. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.